This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 865 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Pro Eventing Radio Show. Lainey Ashker stops by with some great advice on dealing with cross-country start boxes and stadium warm-up for green horses. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from StatelineTech.com. When the weather forecast calls for wind, rain, bone-chilling temperatures, or snow, look no further than StatelineTech.com to make sure your barn time is warm, dry, and stylish. StatelineTech.com has jackets and vests that keep you warm and dry from afternoon hacks in New England to break-of-dawn schooling sessions in Wellington. They also carry a wide selection of toasty warm breeches for schooling ring or show ring. They even have waterproof breeches for those days when Mother Nature is at her worst. And StatelineTech.com knows there's nothing more satisfying than having warm, dry feet at the barn, so they have beautiful winter boots for showing, weather-busting paddock boots for on the horse or off, and lots of rubber boots for mucking about. Surf over to StatelineTech.com today and choose from your favorite brands like Ariat, Debonair, Dublin, Mountain Horse, Carrots, Tough Rider, and many, many more. StatelineTac.com. What about the warm-up? Because I can totally um, identify with that. I hate show jumping warm-up. I think it's the worst part of the whole event. So how can we help? If, have you got any hints for Alison how she can make that easier? Because it sounds like Maggie agrees with me. Yeah, so for the warm-up, you know, I got to tell you, especially like my, like Comet, the first jump, it's like, hold on for your, hold on to the seat of your pants because they always over jump things. And so the biggest thing is maybe take, you know, it depends on what kind of show you're at, but you know, the young, the, the lower shows, have your coach kind of school you up, take one jump at a time and, and but continue instead of the stop and go, just continue to keep can on her through just so she keeps her attention on you, especially the track horses. I've found, and I had, I've had some that never grow out of it, and I have some that grow out of it pretty quickly, but horses coming at them really bums them out, and so they'll spin or they'll spook or they'll bolt away from the horse coming at them. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, my, my Lyle horse, he never got over that. That bummed him out, and so I would always have to take him to, you know, in, to warm up in the flat. I would go in, into my own place to warm up, and then I would just jump a few fences and then take him away again to kind of relax them again. But for my horses like Raptor, Comet, they work better with just giving them um, something to do. So I'm constantly leg yielding off the rail, leg yielding to the rail, then jumping a jump, and I'll like to get Raptor a little bit calmed down. I'll just keep circling, figurating small turns over over the cross rail till he becomes really, really relaxed with it. And then when she's good with that, then I'll move up to the next one. And just so that it becomes really happenstance, really easy, really flowy. Um, I think when you do a lot of stop and go, that kind of switches their brain off, switches their brain off, switches their brain off. And I think you just need a little more consistency 
but you're going to, especially while she's green, the first time she's going to overjump it for a while, you know, until she starts to kind of get uh, to the skip and say, oh, okay, this is normal. And I think, like my trainer said, she said that, you know, Maggie doesn't seem to get upset about it at all. Like, even if I land on her neck or whatever, like nothing really seems to bother her that much. It upsets me a lot more <laughs> than it upsets me. Right. Yeah. I get a lot more freak yeah. out. <laughs> sure, sure. Understandably so, but that's good that she doesn't seem to care. Um, Allison, did you have yeah, to go Yeah, and... I'm lucky in that way. Um, did go you ahead. Ha- did you have to go in a start box for the cross-country? Yes. And how was that? And Lainey, what advice do you have? Like, how do you train your horse to get ready for the start boxes? Well, how was she? Um, was she good? She probably doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did nothing to train her for the start box. We did, when we did the schooling on Saturday, um, We to go over the first jump, we started from the start box, but I didn't stop her in there or anything. I just walked in and tried it out and went to the first jump. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just walked around a few times when I had, you know, 10 seconds to go. I walked in and she just stood there perfectly still. And when I asked her to try it out, she tried it out. Um, I don't know, maybe next time it'll be different because she'll know what's coming. Um, But this time, I guess she just didn't know where she was and what it meant. And that's, and, and my thing is, you know, um, and everybody has different standpoints on this, but the Starbucks can be, especially for, you know, for instance, um, for Lewis, one of my students that now rides Terry Leadman, that box can be a little bit hard because the horse is thinking he's going out to Rolex every time, you know, and then he's sadly disappointed when it's a training level jump in front of him. Um, so every horse, depending on their on their level, right, you know, but I've been able to keep Al pretty um, like relaxed going into going into the Star Fox, and um, you know. Everybody's different. You know, everybody likes to gear up different. Everybody's horse is different. But for my guys, and especially the thoroughbreds that are always kind of ready to go, um, I try to keep their excitement at bay by just simply, you know, when they give me the two-minute call, I drop my reins. And, like, even going into Rolex, my rein, I'm on a long, literally a long rein. I'm petting them, and I walk. What's nice is the new start boxes now you can go in one one side and out the other. You don't have to walk in from the front and turn around. And I just like to figure eight, and I'll walk, hand walk and pet him as we go through it on the long rein, and then I'll turn around, walk back the other direction, and just I always keep them walking. I never stand them when they say when they start counting down. I never stand them in there because I feel that's when okay. you have to start to reverting reverting to your hands. That's when some horses tend to go up, especially because when you think on the track, they stand them in that in that start box and the start gate. Yeah. Um, so I just mm-hmm. think of and that builds a lot of anxiety. So I just think of riding them on a long rein and. Look, I, you know, you're always going to be behind the clock when they say start. So I, even when they say go, I, that's when I pick my reins up. My reins aren't really short, you know, as they're counting down five, four, three, two, one. As they say go, I pick my reins up and then I, and then I, you know, especially with my younger horses, I'll take off at a trot and then I'll take off at a canter, you know, um, just to keep, uh-huh. keep it a relaxing thing. You don't want to start with a horse that's already breathing fire out of the start box because then it's really hard, hard to make them focus initially on the course. Yeah, I think those are probably good mm-hmm. habits to get into because, I mean, some horses, it becomes a real issue. Yes, it does. It does. And I think it's, you know, it's, I think it's direct correlation to the rider. And I think it's, like I said, everybody's different. And some people, I've had horses that are, you know, kind of stoppers and they're kind of dead. You know, some, some of the warm bloods or even some of the thoroughbreds are kind of dead to the world. And you kind of got to get them hemped up. But at the end of the day, I, 
I always feel I want to have a relaxed horse going out so I feel like they're more rideable. Um, so I always feel like it's my kind of zen time walking around. You know, I'm focusing on me. It's really hard to focus on your course when you're having to wrangle in this wild fire breathing, you know, horse around the, around the, around the spark box. Yeah. So I always feel it's a little easier to concentrate. Just walking around, kind of grooving in your zen mode, thinking, and, and, and so I've just kind of adopted that sort of style on all of my horses, and, and so far, that's what it seems to, seems to work. <laughs> and that's a wrap. You can also find lots more tips about topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop down menu on the left. And you can tune in every week to the Eventing Radio Show at eventingradio.com. For the latest news from the eventing world, interviews with eventers at every level, and great tips on every aspect of eventing. And you can now have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our new free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And don't forget, support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they really do make these podcasts possible. This podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of StatelineTech.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.